welcome back to Challenge the Call with Max and Avery. I'm your host, Max. And I'm Avery. How are you guys? We are doing a special episode for you guys today because um, we realized while making our little rundown for tomorrow's or Friday's episode this week that the Bears play on Thursday night. So that would have been a little awkward if we would have uh, missed that in between time. So we decided we'd give you guys just a short little bit to recap the Vikings game and talk about our next game with the Commanders. Um, Avery, how's it going? It's going good, man. Yeah. Um, Thursday night, I don't know why they keep putting Chicago on prime time. I hate it. We're not good enough to be on prime time. We're not good enough to be on prime time, and the team we're playing is the Commanders, who also is definitely not good enough to be on prime time. <laughs> like, why? Is Like, are that many people going to watch Thursday, or what? I find it hilarious because uh, Amazon spent so much money to uh, come on Thursday night football and have exclusive, and it's been nothing but crappy games all year. It's just like, man. To, to that degree, though, it almost makes sense because um, not as many people have Amazon, you know? Like, it's hard to access and stuff, and so I feel like that's kind of could potentially be why they're pushing some crappy games off on Thursday is because it's like, oh, it's just prime. Like, not as many people are going to be able to watch that. Because I know um, all the coaches that I work with like to go out to a bar and stuff, and we like to watch Thursday night football because we get to go in late on Friday. That's why Avery <laughs> and I normally record Friday morning. But um, lately we've been struggling because just like no bars show the Thursday night game anymore because it's on prime and none of them carry it. Uh, Yeah. I wish they need to go back to NFL. They need to go back to NFL network. It was always like a constant NFL network had, you know, the exclusive Thursday night rights. That's like one of the major things they really need to go back to, but further ado, let's get into our first segment. Bear Central. So, uh, to recap the Vikings game a little bit, um, we lost. Not entirely surprised, but we did cover. We covered that seven and a half because we lost twenty-nine to twenty-two. Avery, uh, how did you feel about that game? We went down twenty-one to three, and I was like, "Oh my God, we are worse than I thought we were." And I was already down on Chicago going into this game. And seeing us come back and Justin Fields put up a lot of respectable numbers. And he looked really solid. Like, he looked great. Like, he looked what I visioned Justin Fields looking like. So I can't be mad at the loss. Because even at the end of the game, we were driving and we had a shot to win the game. I think I heard about that. Yeah, I I didn't watch much of this game. I saw a little bit, but I did I was checking up on the score and I did see that we were down big just after the first quarter, first half. And seeing how it ended and where it started, like you said, down 21 to 3, it almost just seems like a classic case of Chicago came out flat. And if they wouldn't have came out flat, if they would have just came out with the same intention that they had at the end of the game to 
really go out, hit them in the mouth, and win it. I think we might come away with a win. And what was what what was it that happened at the end of this? Oh, there were there was a block in the back on a Fields touchdown. There was something else that happened. I, I didn't actually watch it, but I remember hearing all about it. Like we should have had that last drive, that final drive. We should have scored, but we just fucking shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, so last drive, Fields rushing touchdown. It was about a forty-yard rushing touchdown. Gets called back by Smith Marset, one of our receivers, and he's playing because Nikhil Harry, which he just came off injury reserve yesterday so i'm excited to finally have him back smith marset's been getting playing time because Nikhil harry's been hurt and i like smith marset and it breaks my heart even more that he's had two bonehead uh, plays for chicago because he's an iowa boy he played at the university of iowa he was all big 10 and he was solid for us and so unfortunately seeing him come out and be terrible for your own favorite NFL team it sucks definitely I as much as I love our Iowa boys obviously um Iowa does not produce the greatest wide receivers we are not a wide receiver strong school we don't use a like spread scheme or anything that favors receivers so Iowa just does not produce the best wide receivers we could tight end you that's what we're known for. That's what we're good at. Receivers, no. So I'm not entirely surprised. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, Iowa receivers don't usually pan out well in the NFL. And just seeing like Smith Marset make the biggest dumb play of his life, I hated it. We were gonna win that game. I hate to. And you hate you hate to see those too. Cause was the block in the back? even anywhere near fields like did it even actually change the scope of the play and see and that's usually the case usually you get a block in the back and it's way off but fuck nowhere doesn't matter to the play whatsoever so that truly is on you that's just that's a fuck up on you and the second play right this is a fuck up on him also because he catches like maybe a 10 yard in and out catches it Trying to get out of bounds. He doesn't try to get out of bounds. He's trying to play hero ball. He's trying to play hero ball. And guess what gets ripped out of his hands in the game's over? The ball. Yep. I, I heard about that one too. Yep. I, I do remember hearing that. Yeah, that's just – that's a narcissistic, like, receiver tendency sometimes. Too. Like, you got to think of the team. You got to know your situation. It's the same thing as, like, a safety or a corner that – goes for the interception when it's fourth down and it's like great you got a pick but guess what now we're you know 20 30 yards back of where we would have been anyway if you would have just you know knocked the ball to the ground it's that kind of like stat player mentality oh i'm gonna get the yards i'm gonna go for the score but that's not what you're supposed to do like get out of bounds give them another play like hopefully hopefully keneal harry coming in and replacing him will do us some justice but a part of it is also almost it's too late. Like Bears officially have a losing record now, or two and three, instead of being three and two or two and three. If we would have won that game, we would have been tied for first in the NFC North. And for once, we looked like we deserved it. For once this year, we looked like we deserve it because we look good. I 
can't honestly say that the Vikings were the better team on that field on Sunday. Well, I mean, definitely. You look at the scoring breakdown, and that's all you need to know. I know I talked to uh, the guests we had last week, Andy, a little bit, and he told me straight up, like, the Vikings can't continue doing this. They were just running tacky little trick plays, you know, getting getting the one up on some ticky tacky, like, confusion stuff in the first quarter. And then look at the other three. Bears came back, way outscored. Vikings barely scored after that. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think the Bears were a better team. I And it's just heartbreaking. And I love to see Justin Fields progress. And Luke Getze finally put the ball in Justin Fields' hands. I get We got two great running backs. I get it. You got to get them their touches. I get that. But you got a young quarterback that's anxious and willing to and willing to go through the suck to become great. Definitely. And I think we're starting to see that a little. I think we're finally starting to have Justin Fields round two emerge as compared to Justin Fields season one rookie. I think he's finally starting to fit into that role a little bit. I think he's starting to truly become a second year quarterback and is starting to make that same change we saw in Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Peyton Manning. I think he's starting to come into that second season, like, my time to be great role. I I agree 100% because, like, at the end of the day, like, he's still only played 15 games. Exactly. He's not even at a full season yet. Two more games, he'll be at a full season. And if he keeps progressing like this, I'm excited to see what he does in week 12, week 13 this year. Because it's just like, okay, you know, you have quality football under your belt. Let's get this rolling. And I see it. Definitely. And I don't want to get overly optimistic at all, obviously. I, I would have to look at the rest of our schedule coming up. But we're 2-3. and three. Playoffs are not out of questions if Fields makes this solid change and continues to play well. I don't know if we'll quite make that. I think we could have a solid... 500 what what was the over under we were saying like four games or something i five this, five and a half five and a half at this rate if fields continues to progress like you're saying in week 12 week 13 if we see some good shit out of fields i think we can get i think we can get a solid six games this yeah this game obviously hurts us big in that in that department though this game like i said loses the winning record it would have been huge to be three and two like that's halfway there halfway to taking that over so the next four games for us right okay is commanders easy we'll talk about that (laughs) patriots in foxborough dallas which is four and one and miami with with or without Tua will be the real question there well, and that's the thing. You got three quarterbacks, uh, three teams. Patriots are without Mac Jones. They're starting yeah. Bailey Zappi right now. Cowboys are without Dak Prescott. They're starting Cooper Rush. But Cooper Rush does look solid. He does look solid. And the Dolphins are starting Teddy Bridgewater right now. And so, like, we play three backup quarterbacks in a row. So there's potential that we might see something. We'll see. They're really good teams, don't get me wrong, but there's potential. Definitely. And that Cowboys team especially, we'll talk we'll talk about it 
in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, in a couple weeks we'll talk yep. about it. We'll have another special guest, Cowboys fans. But the big question there is Cooper Rush. Is he going to replace Dak Prescott? Or is Dak going to start when he comes back? I don't want to get too much into it right now, but that, that's the big question on everyone's mind when you mention the Cowboys right now in the quarterback situation. I just want to say one or two things about it. Um, Cooper Rush struggled against Los Angeles and he got bailed out by his defense. So I think that was finally like, okay, Cooper Rush is coming back down to earth. And I mean, he still won the game. Like he's still technically a winner. So like, I don't want to, you know, give, take anything away from Cooper Rush, but he did not, he looked very pedestrian out there. So that's good for Cowboys fans. If they want Dak back. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, we've, We've touched on it a couple times so far, but let's get into this next week's game, or tomorrow's game, should I say. Um, Bears versus Commanders. The one in four Commanders. The Bears are favored this time. That's right, favored by one point. Not one and a half, one. <laughs> Avery, what do you think? I think we win this game. Um, the Commanders are a dumpster fire at this moment. Um, I don't know if you've seen the quote that Ron Rivera, their head coach, came out. Someone asked him. He, they're like, "Hey, what's the worst team? Uh, worst part about your team?" And he said, "The quarterback." And so, the Commanders are not too high on Carson Wentz right now. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, he's not. He's not done well in the NFL since he got hurt. Um, I think this is going to be an ugly Thursday night football game. I could definitely see that too. I've never been high on Carson Wentz personally, even when he was good. I don't know something about him. I just, I, I don't care for the man. I, I couldn't tell you why. I have no actual rationale for it. I just, for some reason, don't care for him. Never, especially since he did get hurt. I've never seen him as a great option. Like, if they were asking, do you want Carson in Chicago? I'd say no. I'd say, fuck no. Don't give me that. I don't want that. But, right. um, I also think we win. Obviously, if we win, we cover. It's one point. But, um, yeah, I think this could potentially be a really ugly game. Um, I was talking about it a little bit today with some of the other guys, and, uh, I could see this as a big potential to be an ugly win for us. What I mean is that, yeah, we win the game, but not by the greatest scoring differential and not by the great, like, I don't think we'll necessarily look good. You know, I think we'll win because it's a bad team, but I, I don't know if we'll put up like enough points that we should on a bad team. I don't know if we'll, actually look like a good team going against a bad team i think i think we just might squeak this one out because the commanders are just not as good a team as we are what do you think i want to say that we build off a of last week's loss i think you can easily build off a loss as much as you can build off a win and i think last week we showed a lot especially in the second third and fourth quarter on our offensive side and I think we come out firing. And I, I take this a completely different rational way. I think this is a blowout by Chicago. And everybody says, okay, 
our offense is on pace. Our defense has been consistent all year. Our special teams is great. Let's run the table, especially with three backup quarterbacks following. Let's try to run this table. And so I think this might be a get-right game for Chicago, I and I sure hope it is. Because if we, you know, this, Commanders, it's always great to see a team that's worse than you and be like, okay, like, this is a get-right game. And I think this could be a very well, like, put get-right game for Chicago. And I'm really hoping that's the case. What? Let me ask you this. Um, I'm trying to find, like, an average points a game. Fuck it. What... What do you think Chicago has to put up on the Commanders for you to think this was a solid win? Like, what is the points on the board for us and for the command? Like, what's the score differential that you want to see that tells you that we had a good win and not just an ugly squeaked it out? 31 to 17. 31 I want our offense to score 30 points. We haven't done it all year. We barely scored 20. This is the first time we scored 20 all year, last week. I want to see us get into the 30s. I want to score 31 points. And I know our defense will hold. If we score 31, I know our defense will hold to 17. I I know that because that means we're going to have time of possession. Our offense is going to be on the field more. We're going to run it down their throat with David Montgomery. We're going to kill the clock and Justin Fields is going to perform in the first, second, and third quarter and we're not even going to have to utilize him in the fourth quarter as much. So I want to see just the all-out old-fashioned just to run it down their damn throat, make the passes that we need to uh, like complete and I just want to see that type of game from Chicago. What, what? I, I think I can agree with that. I, th- I think 30 points sounds pretty decent. Because, yeah, you have to think anything less than that is almost like, okay, if we can put up 22 on the Vikings, who are supposed to be a pretty good team, pretty decent team this year, I'm not satisfied just putting up the same, you know, 21, 24 points on the Commanders. I want to I, I put up some numbers on them. So I think... I think 31, 35 even, if we can get that uh, fifth touchdown, that'd be great. I would love to see that. As far as the commander's score, I would like to hold them under 10 if we can, or 14 if we can. Don't even give them that last second field goal. I think 13 or 14, if we keep them under that, I would. that's a good sign out of our defense. We're supposed to have a top-notch defense. I think that would just be right there. Solid D, our offense showing progression. I'm going to say, same as you, 31 to about 13-14. No, I agree, man. Um, I don't want to give them two touchdowns. I really don't. And, you know, 31 to 13 sounds pretty good to me because, okay, yeah, you give up that one touchdown. Of course, you know, that usually happens in NFL games. It doesn't matter who you are. Um and then hold them to two field goals, I'm good with that, you know? And so, like, I want to say one more thing, too, um, going off of what you said. The commanders are ranked 27th statistically in defense. So if our offense cannot get going at this moment, like, against the 27th overall defense in the league, like, I think there's some issues with that. So. Definitely. 
that's going to be a problem spot for us, yeah, if we have – because you always have to look at those kind of things. Like, that's why I had to ask what's your scoring margin is because, you know, a win may be a win, but if it's a even 21-17 to 17 game against the 27th worst defense, you know, that's not great. Right. Yeah. All right, well – that was all we wanted to talk about, guys. We just wanted to real quick get you guys our recap of the Vikings game and our predictions for the Commanders game as it's going to be occurring before we typically record. We'll still be giving you guys an episode this Friday. We're just going to go over other notable games. We'll recap the Commanders game that happened the night before, and it'll just be a normal episode. So be looking forward to that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like and subscribe on YouTube, rate us on Spotify, give us five stars. Anything you guys can do is awesome. We love the support. We love hearing from y'all. So, Avery, sign us out. I just got two words. Bear it out!